0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Y'all help me right quick, touch your name and
1: tell me, I don't care what you're going through. Because the Lord is on your side. You are gonna make it after all. Just touch seven people and say yes, 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 yes. his grace, that we are all just travelers, and our destination waits, for the pain we feel is temporary, this is all of the ordinary, But God is offering sanctuary, our hope is in the Lord, and the I to find my joy in faith, but I'm in peace, and who I am, rather than my circumstances. And I'd rather hear one simple phrase from my heart of love and glory, than to hear the praise of strangers, my hope is in the love.
2: everyone yeah good afternoon this is your call to worship and today is the third saturday in june it's june the 20th 2020 the lord truly is worthy i bring you greetings um, on behalf of our lord and savior jesus christ and welcome from our pastor Reverend Dr. Millicent Black and the entire refuge from the Storm Church family, we say praise the Lord. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the company of the upright in the congregation. Again, we bring you greetings and a great welcome. We're so happy that you purposed in your heart once again to join in with us as we worship our Lord and our Savior. Uh, You could have been anywhere today, but we're glad that you chose to come and worship with us, and we're believing that God is going to do great things in the service today, and we have little doubt that he's fully able and prepared to do it through us. We're his hands and his feet on this earth, and we praise him for that. So again, we thank you to our regular listeners and members for coming once again, and to any uh, visitors, uh, we are just beyond ourselves that you decided to join us in worship today. And next time, time for anyone who has their phone unmuted, if you wouldn't mind just to uh, take the time to mute your phone right now to protect the integrity of the service as we get started. This is a part of worship as well. Uh, I would like to introduce you to our um, worship serving team, and we ask that you pray for each one of them as they serve you uh, today in worship. We have our uh, pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and we also have Pastors uh, Pam and Terrence Wilson who will bring the preach word today? And as always, we ask that you pray that uh, the Father uses uh, through the Holy Spirit uses them in a mighty way, and that they would deliver a very purposeful and penetrating word that will uh, be uplifting to those who who have a heart to uh, receive it. And our Dear worship leader today is our very loyal and capable elder, Carolyn Cunningham, who will lead us in our invocation and our invitation to giving and also our invitation to discipleship, I believe, today. Uh, Sister Helena Thompson is our talk shoe manager and she's responsible for all the beautiful music that you hear, including the prelude to worship. And Sister Cheryl Miller Harvey, is the Assistant talkshoe Manager, and she's responsible for all of the operational matters concerning talkshoe and she's also our website administrator. Uh, Sister Helena, I'm sorry, Sister Loretta Marley will lead us uh, to altar prayer today. She always delivers such a beautiful uh, prayer. So we ask you to join with her as she prays with us later in the service. We'd like to say happy birthday, excuse me, happy Father's Day to any fathers that are listening, and we uh, pray their strength and their peace and their protection. We pray for their abundance in the Lord and that the favor of God rests upon them, uh, not just today, but uh, throughout their entire lives. Uh, We say happy birthday to everyone who had a birthday this past week and who may have a birthday coming up, happy happy birthday. We invite you to join us on Wednesday night for a Wednesday night small group Bible study. And the title of the uh, study this session is Overcomers from the movie of the same name. This week's uh, study for the next, I think three weeks will be You Surrender. So please join us beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our teachers are in rotation, and that's Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, uh, Minister Juanita Purdy, and uh, uh, Minister Sister Cheryl uh, Miller-Harvey. Also, please join us, as you are able, uh, for our early morning intercessory prayer call That's Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday mornings, beginning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time, where we come together and pray in agreement for a myriad of issues concerning the needs of others and ourselves. Please join us next Saturday for our rescheduled uh, second Saturday Morning prayer time has been rescheduled for next Saturday, the fourth Saturday of the month. That will be June the 27th to be led by our prayer team leader, Minister Juanita Purdy. That will begin at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, excuse me, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. So please join us next Saturday morning for our early morning prayer time on Saturday morning. Our monthly prayer focus continues to be wisdom and Minister Purdy has shared with us uh, some scripture from Proverbs. I won't read the entire uh, scripture but I will ask that you go to the newsletter if you have time and when you have time and please meditate on the Proverbs that she has provided us but Uh, We know that the fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. And 1 Corinthians 3.19 says that earthly wisdom is not really wisdom because it's at odds with God's true wisdom. So true true wisdom is found in obedience to God. So that's our our primary um, monthly focus is wisdom. And in our newsletter, you can find our daily prayer guide which has a focus for each day, each of the next seven days of the week. And today the focus is civil servants. So please remember to include um, civil servants in local government and whether it's police officers, firefighters, um, waste management people, anybody that works in local, uh, federal, or state, regional government. So please pray for them, especially in times like these. Uh, please send your prayer requests during the week to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or to our email address, refugefromstorm at and we'll make sure that uh, Pastor Millicent and our Minister Juanita get your prayer request, and they will respond as soon as they are able. And we'd love to hear your praise reports and your testimonies of God's goodness. And if the preach word or any Portion of this service has blessed you, or continues to bless you. Uh, please let us know. It's very encouraging to the ministry team and to Pastor Black. And you can reach us at those same two addresses: the church website and our the um, email address. And just to know that uh, uh, Minister Cheryl has done a wonderful job with the website. And the site continues to be uh, visited by people from all over over the world, every, virtually every country you can think about. So as now we go higher in worship, uh, we thank you for your attention to the announcements, but now we return our focus to God and we ask that you come and lay all your burdens down and focus on our worship to our Father and our, our Lord, our God we invite the Holy Spirit who's always with us to move and to flow in this service and in this, this time and this space and wherever you are as we offer our worship, our praise uh, to God through scripture, through prayer, through music and through the preached word. Uh, we ask that He do a mighty work uh, in all who are leading us in worship uh, to the glory of God. Now, after we've had a recorded opening song, Elder Carolyn will lead us to the remainder of the service, and please be blessed in worship today.
3: Amen, amen. The first scripture reading is taken from the book of Psalms. Psalm 86, verses 1 through 10, verses 16 and 17. Turn your ear toward me, O Lord. Answer me, because I am oppressed and needy. Protect me, because I am faithful to you. Save your servant who trust you. You are my God. Have pity on me, O Lord, because I call out to you all day long. Give me joy, O Lord, because I lift my soul to you. You, O Lord, are good and forgiving, full of mercy toward everyone who calls out to you. Open your ears to my prayer, O Lord. Pay attention when I plead for mercy. When I am in trouble, I call out to you because you answer me. No God is like you, O Lord. No one can do what you do. All the nations that you have made will bow in your presence, O Lord. They will honor you. Indeed, you are great, a worker of miracles. You alone are God. Turn toward me and have pity on me. Give me your strength because I am your servant. Save me because I am the daughter of your servant. Grant me some proof of your goodness so that those who hate me may see it and be put to shame. You, O Lord, have helped me and comforted me. The second reading is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 26 through 31. Well, don't be afraid of them nothing has been covered that will not be uncovered whatever is secret will be made known tell in the daylight what I say to you in the dark shout from the housetops what you hear whispered. don't be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul instead fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell no. Amen. Let us pray. From St. Augustine. I will try this day to live a simple, serene, and sincere life, repelling promptly every thought of discontent, anxiety, discouragement, impurity, and self-seeking, cultivating cheerfulness, magnanimity, charity, and the habit of holy silence exercising economy and expenditure, generosity in giving, carefulness in conversation, diligence in appointed service, fidelity to every trust, and a childlike faith in God. In particular, I will try to be faithful in those habits of prayer, work, study, physical exercise, eating, and sleep which I believe the Holy Spirit has shown me to be right. And as I cannot in my own strength do this, nor even with the hope of success attempted, I look to thee, O Lord God, my Father, in Jesus my Savior, and ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song which will be followed by the altar prayer. Today, Sister Loretta Marley.
1: This keeps me going. Those days when I feel like giving up, fire. <laughs> It's time we you to smile again. Mm. anything on earth, but God will do it for us in heaven. And I know sometimes life has a way of knocking you down to the point where you can't even pray for yourself, but today I want to agree with you that it's getting ready to get better. And right now we are giving your problems an expiration date, and we're saying it's
4: over.
3: Excuse me, Sister. Or rather, before you get started, I just want to say to the person who's doing the fake coughing or fake clearing of their throat, please mute yourself or leave the call. Disconnect yourself now. Thank you.
5: Thank you. Can you hear me?
4: Yes.
5: Yes. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Father, we just come to you today and. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. And we bless your name because you said you inhabit the praises of your people. And we do bless you, Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. You are our king and our God. You are our glory and our victory. You are our grace and our truth. You are our authority and our power. And we do exercise it in the name of Jesus and believe that you are with us every moment of every day. And Lord, just as our sister Gloria said, and tomorrow is Father's Day, we celebrate Father's Day. And Father, I'd like to say to you, Happy Father's Day. Abba, Papa, Daddy. That, uh, those uh, names for that are affectionate towards our father. And Lord, I pray you are our father who never leaves and never gives up and when our mothers and our fathers forsake us, you take us up. Lord, I pray for those who do not have their fathers this father's day, and maybe their heart is heavy, and they need to be comforted by you, and you are the one that will comfort them by your Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you for my father and give him honor. This is um, the first time in my life that I've been out without my father. Father, thank thank you, Lord. And Father, I just pray for today that we would put on the full armor of God, and I plead the blood of Jesus as I pray today for what I'm about to pray about. And I pray that you would give me strength and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, or be put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate, the breast plate of righteousness, the belt of truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord, and lifting up the shield of faith wherewith we shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, praying with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And, Lord, I know that less than an hour ago we came into the summer solstice. It's a time of life. It's a time of your birds and your creatures out in the woods and flying through the trees, Lord, that they are taking care of their young. We see the grass that's growing and the trees that are blooming and the flowers that are blooming, Lord, and we see life. Lord, today when I was taking my walk with my mother, I just, this is the one thing that was on my mind. And Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus and we bind the hand of the enemy in the name of Jesus. But Lord, I'd like to pray today for those precious souls who have bottomed out within their hearts and who have lost hope and who are contemplating maybe harming themselves and taking their own lives lord i pray for them i pray for them to be upheld in your love i pray that you said you are the god of all hope may the god of all hope fill you with joy and peace and believing as you trust in him you are a god of love You said the eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. You said that to choose life. Choose this day whom you will serve. Choose life. Just like this summertime is a time of life. You are a God of life. Lord, and we pray for these precious souls who are suffering through this program that we have been put in, Lord. And we know this is not a program of life. It is a program of death. It is a culture of death. It's about experimentation. It's about depopulation. It's about elimination. It's not about life. But you are a God of life. You said that we should come to you that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Lord, we cannot face this in our own strength. We need to face it in your strength and through the fellowship of the saints and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and by the word of God. You said you are the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by you. You are the life. Rivers of living water are to flow out of us, Lord. And we uphold our brothers and sisters that are having these thoughts in their minds or having these thoughts planted in their minds or uh, looking at someone else that that did the same thing and feeling that they're going to go that way too. And we say, no, in the name of Jesus, scream out if you have to. Jesus Christ is Lord. The devil is a liar. Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. That is the truth that trumps the lie. Father, we pray for stability and tranquility and life to flow through these ones. We pray for hope and honor and blessing and love just to embrace them, Lord, and show them that there is hope, that the word of God brings hope. If there is a voice speaking in your ear, whether it's V2K, another human being, a perp, or anyone else telling you to end your life, it is demonic, it's a lie, he is a liar and the father of it. he was a murderer from the beginning. Do not believe a lie. Believe the truth of God's word. You are precious in his sight. You are made in the image and likeness of God. Father, I pray that you would open our eyes and open these dear ones' eyes to see who they are in you. And if they do not know you, I pray that you would bring them to you and see the glorious life that they can have in you. Father, we had this conversation somewhat the other night on Bible study that, yes, that we're still here. The Bible's still the Bible, and we can still live a glorious life through the Word of God because you love us, Lord. The Word never changes. Lord, we know that those that are dragging people there to believe these things are Satan's children. You said, That our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So, Father, we pray that they would fathom your word and get that word in their heart and feel the love of God and know that they are worthy and honored and honorable in your sight, Lord. Lord, far too many people have taken this route, and we needed them, and we need you. And, Lord, we I pray that you would just imprint this word in their minds and in their hearts and renew their mind and let them be transformed by the renewing of their mind to hear the word of the Lord and to grasp hope. Because, Lord, it says in the Psalms that, Your enemy puts you in a pit, and it's a slimy pit, and he counts on you not being able to get out. But, Lord, you brought us up out of the miry pit. That hand of God came down and grasped our hand and yanked us up and put us on a rock and established our ways. You are well able to do that, Lord. Call upon his name. Call upon the name of the Lord. Lord, stir hearts to call upon you. And show them your might and your glory, which we know, which we've experienced. And don't block out the times that God has moved in your life, that he has spoken to them, Lord God. Lord, open their ears to hear, as the devil sometimes has so much cacophony and noise and clanging cymbals that he blocks out the word of the Lord. Father, we pray for them to come to victory today. We pray for them, Lord, we know that that word, just like the word of God, goes like a seed down in our heart and brings forth fruit. We don't want that word of even just the thought of taking your own life or committing suicide to take root because the devil is deceptive and we do not want that, those, those thoughts to gain any kind of foothold. Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak victory. I speak authority. I speak truth by the blood of Jesus over the minds of those of your people who are suffering terribly under this hideous program. I also pray for the people, the neighbors, the business people, the people that we deal with on a regular basis that would participate in this and cause people to become despondent and cast down and just feel terrible lord and contribute to this type of an attitude or this type of a mindset or this type of a despair and i pray that these people would open their eyes for yourselves in the name of jesus you're believing a lie there is no truth no holiness no goodness that compasses the fact of chasing down your neighbor and terrorizing them day after day after day. This is vigilante justice, and it needs to end in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for our perpetrators. We pray for the handlers. We pray for the evildoers and the wicked devices that are used, and we pray that this program would end in the name of Jesus and the people that are good people that are deceived would wake up and hear the word of the Lord and be about their father's business. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your love for your people, which you love dearly. You love, you are love. You are love. You died on the cross for us, all because of love. And I pray that these dear brothers and sisters, each and every one, would be buoyed up today, would be encouraged, would be upheld, would be comforted, and would grab a hold of hope. Like they've been preaching, Lord, over the months, uh, uh, I think it's ended now, but about the hope being the anchor. Grab a hold of that anchor, which is Jesus Christ. And be safe and come to the knowledge of the truth and be comforted and be encouraged. And we thank you, Lord, for this. Lord, I know that I couldn't possibly cover this completely in in a prayer, but I just thank you that someone will grab a hold of this. Or a bunch of someones. And listen to this word. And not not be persuaded or deceived into what the devil would have them to do. You are life. You are strength. You are the way. You are the truth. And we honor you. And we thank you. And we praise you for what you're going to do through this prayer today. For your people, in Jesus' name, I pray and I believe. And I thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Loretta, for your passionate intercessory prayer to our Lord God. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge on the Storm, provides refuge from targeting, by tending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs to meet to accomplish our goals. Please help us to continue ministering to the targeted community. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you would like and in any amount. We welcome one time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Millicent directly by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com, or contact Sister Gloria. Our administrative assistant by email at refugefromstorm at all.com. Thank you so much. Now, let us listen to a praise and worship song in preparation to hear the preach word. Today, it will be delivered by Ministers Pam and Terrence Wilson.
1: There is power Break every chain, break every chain. Yes. Yeah. Break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. Let's sit together there is power. There is power. You got it. Break every chain. Break every. Now somebody lift your hands in the air right here. There's enough <laughs> me. We won't keep silent. There. There's enough.
6: Guys, can everyone hear it? us? Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. so but there's an echo. Okay. Yeah, there's an echo and I don't know why. Okay.
3: Let's see what I'm doing here. Hmm. A
6: okay. <clears throat> what about now? Oh, I know why. Okay. Turn that speaker down. Turn turn this speaker down. This one. Okay. Can you hear me now? Oh, Hello? We can, we can hear you. The
2: echo
7: is still down. Listen, are you, are you going you no. the phone and, and the computer?
6: No, just the computer. Really? Yeah, just the computer, so I don't know what's, what's going on here.
0: I see it now. Let me see if I can. No, it should be fine. If I turn no, off no. my
6: speaker. Let me see. Okay. Can you hear me? I can hear you. But you can keep keep going. If I turn that no, down, then I can't hear you. But this is not,
0: so.
6: um, it's fine. Okay, so. All right. I'm just going to turn this down. All
0: okay. right. Middle. Middle. Middle.
6: Well, if, if, if. Okay. All right. Give us a minute. I don't know what, what's going on here because if I turn my speaker down, then I won't be able to hear any feedback from you guys. But if I leave it on, I'm hearing it and I'm hearing myself. Let's see how I can do this. Is there a way to turn off the speaker just on the screen only? Okay. Wait. See. Hang on. Mute start video.
0: Well,
6: if I hang up, if I hang up, it'll end the call. Yes, is there a way to turn the audio off on just on talk to only? I don't know because we are uh, everyone else. Okay, hold on. Let me see. Okay, and if I hit that, it'll exit the
4: call.
6: I'm gonna to have to call the mic go
7: okay,
6: ahead. Okay, talk start. some more. I've 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 been muting I've been muting the record across the mole. Okay, can you hear me now? And you don't I don't
3: have
8: to see
6: now. Can you can you hear me? Yeah, we can see you, but it, it's a little bit more just keep C talking. I don't I don't really see that anymore. Do you all hear the echo anymore? Okay, it's gone. Okay, I think uh little response. So thank you so much, sir, for the uh Little technical difficulty here, but um, we we usually don't join on the screen. We usually do it by phone, but wanted to make sure that the phone wasn't having problems today, and, uh, and we're just making sure that we can hear you and you can hear us. So, um, good evening, and it's always as always, it's very much of an honor to be here with you. And greeting, sir, uh, Pastor Millicent, who has been a sister in Christ and a friend and an advisor, and to me and so many others, and we just really appreciate you and appreciate being here today. So we're going to talk today about, Dan says a topic called Jesus, the Chain Breaker. And I want to just preface and start off with just a little introduction, because he didn't tell me that he was planning this message, and he was also going to, we have a ministry tomorrow, so he had had it for that already. But I thought about this week, the fact that, um, I don't know if anybody knows of. I guess most people do, that yesterday was Juneteenth. And when I looked up Juneteenth, which is the anniversary of the commemoration date of when the slaves were freed, but they had already been freed before that time, but that was the time when the word finally had gotten to Texas. Apparently, people in Texas did not know for a very long time that they were free. And, of course, the, the information was hidden from them to keep them enslaved. So when I thought about that and I looked it up, um, we don't really get into too many political things like that, but it just was an interesting thing because, of course, what we're going through in our nation, people were just talking about it. And when I looked at the symbol of it, it was a symbol of a chain being broken off somebody's arm. Um, of course, representing the shackles of slavery. And we know the history that our country, in our country, and that what people have gone through. But in a greater sense, though, in the world, and as believers in our Lord Jesus Christ, um, we had to break the chains, the bonds of Satan, to even cross over from darkness into the marvelous light. And that is a chain that is much more important to me and much more long lasting, something that we, uh, we hang our faith on it. We hang our faith, even our ministry is named Jesus Christ died for you. He died to forgive us of our sins and free us from the chains and the bondages of sin and oppression, demonic oppression. So it is a very timely topic. I think about more that are always free in the Lord. And one scripture that I'll start off with before Terrence gets started is that um, it was in Galatians, and it says that Galatians 5:1, "For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery."
0: Yeah, we definitely had to have some chains broken, every one of us. First, I'd like to say good evening to my wife, my co pastor, Jesus Christ died for you. I'd like to give honor to Dr. Mosa, Pastor Mosa Black. Also, too, to everybody on the line to join us this afternoon. We give thank God and praise that we can come in fellowship, even during a stormy season right now in our nation right now. Pray for our leaders. Pray for our officials and every office because we need it right now more than ever. But we know that Jesus is a chain breaker. And chains are something that enslaves us. It captivates us. and puts us in total captivity when we can't be free to serve God. If you think about this, this has nothing to do with this. I just thought about this a second ago. Thank you.
3: Can't hear you, Pastor Pam and and uh, Pastor uh, Minister Pam and Pastor Terrence. We can't hear you.
7: They've been knocked off. Uh, Helena, would you play a song while we wait on them to come back in? Sure. Please. Thank you. Okay. They're back. They're back? Yes, you're back. Go ahead yes, you're back. You're back. we drop off? No, let's see. <laughs> okay. Are we still here? Can we drop off or something? You're back.
0: Oh, I got it. So, now the chains represent bondage, captivity, which means Christ says, i come to set the captive free. And he wants us to be free of every fear, ism and schism. He wants us to be free of every bondage. And that's why I felt like the Holy Spirit was giving me this. Jesus is the chain breaker. All of us have had chains put on us by Satan. It could be through stalking. It could be through, you know, um, it could be through a variety of things. But Jesus has had to break some chains in our lives. I'm going to go ahead, honey, you're going to start in Mark chapter 5. Okay. We're going to go ahead and start in Mark chapter five, verse number two to sixteen. And this is Jesus breaking the chains of somebody who was in enslaved in captivity to Satan right now. And when he had come out of the boat immediately, there was a man that another tomb, a man with an unclean spirit, who had dwelling among the tomb, and no one could bind him, not even a chains. Because he had often been there bound, shackled, and chained, and the chains have been pulled apart by him, and the shackles were broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. All this day and night, he would be in a mountain and in the tomb crying out, cutting himself with a stone. But when he saw Jesus at a fire, he ran off and worshipped him. And he cried out saying with a loud voice, What do you have to do with me? And Jesus said, The Son of Man, the Most High, I implore you. That God you do not do not come to torment me. For he said, Come out of him, unclean spirit, and then he was in his name, and he answered and said to him, My name is Legion, for we are many. But he begged him earnestly, he begged Jesus not to send him out of this country. Then a large herd of swines were dwelling near the mountains. So all these demons begged Jesus, saying, Send us not to the swine that we may Enter into them, and Jesus, once he gave them permission, the unclean spirit went out of him into a swine, and two thousand of them ran violently into the sea and they drowned. And they found the swine and told him to the told the story into the country. And he went out to and he saw this man happen. And Jesus came by. That once he had been demon possessed, now the legion sitting, he was clothed in his right mind, and he was not afraid. And those who saw them told what had happened and they had, this man had been deemed with us now was set free. Would you elaborate on that story right there? This man was bound in chains and now he had been set free because he had recognized the anointing that Jesus was the Holy One of God.
6: And the you know, anointing is important in our lives and back then at that particular time. That man was considered something like what we consider someone completely mentally insane or maybe an insane asylum. And when you see people like that in an insane asylum, many of those people are are suffering only from demonic spirits. And, of course, there's a, a medical and a physical part that goes with some of that. But I'm talking about people that are really, truly, that you may see if you're in a big city, say people walking down the street yelling and screaming at themselves those are people with demonic spirits just like that man was in in that area where Jesus crossed over to. But later on when he encountered the living God, he was free. And I'll tell you a really quick story about this. We we have someone that we know that's a pastor that worked somewhere where he was a therapist. He He was a PhD and he said there was this one man that everybody in the place was afraid of. He would tear things up. He was super strong. He could pick up a desk and everything. And they locked him in a cage and they, I mean, in a locked up, padded room. And so, this particular person, which is a pastor, one night when everybody wasn't looking, because he wasn't allowed to use any Christian methods in the place, he went in there. He knew, he recognized immediately that it was a demonic spirit. And he commanded that spirit to come out of that man, and the man, and he did. And so, he told the man about Jesus, led him to Christ and everything. And he said, Don't tell anybody because I will get in trouble. We're not allowed to use any Christian. He said, The guy was so happy. That he, I guess he couldn't contain himself, and he did tell. And anyway, I don't, I don't know how it turned out as far as that, but he had the victory. So we have to remember that all of these kinds of bondages that we go through, um, even just mild depression, even certain kinds of sicknesses, anything like that is something that the devil is doing to us. Although, in our case, as targeted community, there's human beings acting as his agents doing it. But we know that the root of it is this, the hand of Satan. And, G, we know
0: what you're saying is true about that he's had to break many chains in our lives to get us where we are today. Otherwise, that we will be in captivity to Satan to this day and free. The one thing I want to point out to you, to all you brothers and sisters in Christ, is that the, whatever you're just talking or whatever you're going through right now, it's not really about you. It's more about the anointing that's on your life, that Christ has mandated on your life. See, when Satan could not, when he was kicked out of heaven, he felt like he watched he war against Christ when he was on earth. And then he also waged war on his followers, the disciples. All of them were murdered, except for one, John the Revelator. But let me get out here. That's not my, actually, let me get on here. Jesus, the chain breaker. How many of you have felt like you need some chains broken in your life, or you need mm-hmm. some broken in your life, mm-hmm. and you can go back and keep breaking these chains with say, because he'll try to reinstate us back into these chains, but Jesus said, I have come to set the captive free, amen, mm-hmm. and so watch as Jesus, boy. now, I'm going right here, the, the, when we started in March, chapter 5, verse 2 to 16. The demons recognized that man, even though he was in a tormented, changed situation, he recognized you are the Holy One, Christ, the one that I've heard about. He had to ask permission. That's going to show that God is in complete control? When it seems like it's out of control, he's in control. Now let's go into Acts chapter 9, and let's go into um, what Paul right now says right here. Uh, Acts chapter 9 and verse number 1 to 6 right now. This is Apostle Paul. He is now going on his first mission. He is planning churches. And what he had decided to do, he wanted to make sure that everybody was not only baptized with water, but baptized with fire. That was the Holy Spirit, the, fo- the, the falling woman, the first she went in Acts chapter 2. But in Acts chapter 19, there were some people who wanted to make sure was filled with the Holy Spirit because he knew that this was not only a war in the physical realm, but in the spiritual realm. He knew they were going to be fighting a hard opposition from the enemy. So he wanted to make sure they were battle ready for this. And that's why it's so good to... The Bible said, Feed, think upon these things. You need scriptures like when Jesus was in the wilderness 40 days 40 he kept saying, it was written. It is written. He took Satan back to the word. When Satan tried to twist the word, he took him right back to the center and showed him the word. And it said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone, but he will proceed by the law of God. And then he tried to trick Jesus. But every time Jesus took him back, Jesus defeated him one time after another. And not only that, but it said, at the end of the 40 days, he departed from them. Because he thought without was not working, they see. The way it works, in Acts chapter 19, 1 to 6, let us go right there. Paul is going around, he's in Corinth, which is a Corinth is in a city of Corinth. And it happened while Apollos was with Corinth, and Paul was passing throughout the upper region to Ephesus. And he found the son of his disciples and said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit or did you believe so that he would not, he would know so much hurt whether they had the Holy Spirit or did not receive the Holy Spirit? But watch this. He said to them, I took this. They will have been baptized. So you are into John's baptism. But Paul says, John indeed baptized you with repentance that the people that they should believe on him who have come after him, who is Christ Jesus. And when they heard thee, they baptized him in the name of Jesus. And Paul had laid their hands on them. The Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spoke in tongues and they prophesied. Amen. We'll
6: and that's important too when we hear about the disciples speaking in tongues and prophesying because, and this is another thing that I know it's the Holy Spirit, because I I was thinking about this this week. I never even mentioned to Terrence about thinking about that. But that is speaking in tongues for those who understand it, and then for those who don't I'm just going to give a little short thing. But it's a tool that the Holy Spirit gives us to communicate with directly with God in our heavenly language and that when we're doing that, we're praying the perfect prayer for whatever's going on in our life right now. We don't generally know what we're saying when we're speaking in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit knows it's him talking to God and interceding on, behalf, on our behalf. However, um, God knows, and there's there are some people that can pray for interpretation. I don't believe everybody can do that, but maybe. But the Bible instructs you that you should pray for interpretation if, if that gift is given to you. But when we're praying in tongues, um, in the Holy Spirit, that we are praying the perfect prayer. And sometimes the scripture even says that when we don't know how to pray as we ought, the Holy Spirit makes intercession for us according to the will of God. So when we're praying that, we're praying exactly how God would want us to, and he's receiving it.
0: Amen. We all need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I have been baptized. My wife has been baptized. There's nothing wrong with being baptized, with what Paul was saying in Acts chapter 19. But what he is saying, since you were baptized with repentance, now be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2. The reason why he wants you to be filled with Acts chapter 2, with the Holy Spirit to flush you in in the upper room when they were filled, and they spoke a different tongue, everyone according to their origin, their name, language. He wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit so you will be able to stand against the wiles, against the wicked one. When he said put on the whole armor of God, you can't put on the whole armor of God in your strength, but when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you can do all things to Christ which gives you strength. That's why it says, which Christ that gives you strength. We cannot defeat the enemy in our own strength. It is impossible. But with the strength of Christ, we can do all the things through Christ, through Christ, through Christ, which give us strength. Let's go to Acts chapter 19 and verse number 9 to 16 right now. And it says right now, here were some other people. When Paul was in Corinth, he had found another set of people that was in the church. They decided they saw the gatherings of people. They, they were not interested in giving their lives over to Christ. They just wanted to sit in a position of power where they can control and make money and then make merchandise. They were concerned about the will of God. They had their own mission. But this is what happened right now. This is what Paul was warning of about earlier in Acts chapter 19. In Acts chapter 19, 9 to 16, it says this right now. Uh, it says right now. But when some had heartened and did not believe, but spoke evil of the way before the multitude, they departed and withdrew from the disciples, reasoning and in the school of Tenenius. And as they continued for two more years, Paul continued for two more years, all through Asia, and he heard all the word of the Lord Jesus Christ from the Jews and the Greeks, Now God was unusually merciful, he gave unusual miracles on the hand of Paul. So even when when the hardness of the people's hearts he brought them to the body, and he said even he touched a handkerchief that the people were healed of all evil spirits and sicknesses. That means Paul will touch with a handkerchief, and that's why you see some of these churches, they say about handkerchiefs, because they're praying over it. I don't know about that, but I know when Paul touched it and prayed over it, God gave good unusual miracles to him, and they got healed and set free from bondages. Now watch this. And then they came up uh, was a Oh, okay. Then some of Cain had it was a Jewish exorcist took place upon them, called the name of the Lord and Jesus. Hold one second, y'all. Huh? Oh, okay. So now watch this in thirteen. So some some of Jewish Jewish exorcists took upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord over these evil spirits, and they were exercising. By the name of by Jesus that Paul had preached, there was also the seven sons of Cepha, a Jewish uh chief priest who did not believe Paul and did not believe Christ. And these evil spirits answered saying, Jesus I know. If you see how the spirits know they know you ain't got no power. Amen. Watch this. Let's look at this evil spirit. These are sons of Seema right now. The evil spirits answered, said, Jesus I know. He's got the anointing one, the Holy One of Israel. Paul, I know, but who are you? But he said, if you have got no power, don't come in here. Then the man who was working with these evil spirits leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevail them against them, that they fled out of their naked and wounded, because they did not know the will of God. See, so you play with something like that, you, are, you play with something in another realm. This is why we can't do it in our strength. It has to be through Christ. Now, Jesus won't protect us in guidance like he did Paul, but these men were not sent by Christ. They were doing their own thing, and they decided they, what happened was they were laying on hands, and they were giving money, and they were using trickery, making people believe they were healed and set free and all that stuff. But then when they came across one day, they, they were using this routine to get money out of people. What happened was they ran into somebody who had a demon greater than they could handle. And that was in another realm and they couldn't handle it. So what happened is when that demon and that person saw them, had no warning, had no power, it overtook them and tore up their clothes and wound them so bad they ran out of their butt naked. You don't play with the devil. The Bible tells us not to play. The Bible says resist the devil and he will flee. It does not say to challenge the devil. Amen. Go ahead and elaborate on that. Right there.
6: But at the same time, we're not supposed to be doing this for some type of demonstration as it sounded as though they were doing. However, we are supposed to do battle with the devil. In Ephesians 6, it talks about how we're to do that. We're to put on the full armor of God, we're to take up the shield of faith, the the breastplate of righteousness, and my most favorite weapon in that group is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We have to use the word of God to battle the devil. And words just just like God made the earth... By speaking it. He said, let there be. He used words. The same thing with us. That we can use words as an, as an actual sword against Satan. And against his thoughts. And against his devices. Whether they be in the supernatural or the natural. We are word, the word. There is nothing more powerful than the word of God in the mouth of a Christian. And someone would always say that. That least go to their church. The word in your mouth is like a machine gun. It really is. I mean, we don't advocate weapons like that. But spiritual weapons, yes, because the weapons of all warfare are spiritual and to me down strong
0: And you can also, let me add the that, and I'm going to add to that too. You cannot fight thoughts with thoughts or attack with thoughts. You have to fight thoughts with words, the word of God. Remember, Jesus said, I give you my word to you to tread upon scorpions and serpents. So he gave you permission to use it in his name, but do it in righteousness. Amen. Let's go it now. This is the other part of say. statement. There's Paul right now. Paul is on his mission right now. He's with Silas right now. He's on a mission by God. God had mandated him go again and go through the region. And I want you to preach the kingdom of God. Even though you're going to be persecuted, cast down, but not forsaken, bear the marks of Jesus Christ by growing in the Lord. He said, you will You will not only end at the end, you're be the one standing, amen. i must your enemies. See that he said, I'll make your enemies your footstool. Now, watch this in Acts 16 and 14. It says this right here it says, Now, a certain woman was named Lydia, who heard she was a seller of purple in the city of Tyrus. She worshiped God, but then the Lord opened her heart to healing these things by Paul. But when she and her household were baptized, she begged them that if they would judge them. Faithfully, the common stayed at their house, and he persuaded. Now, Paul was so his name started becoming so famous, like Christ, not as Christ, but he became the work the one with the name of the Lord. And even when he went, people begged him to stay with them, so he stayed there. Indeed, he went and prayed in a certain slave, slave girl who was possessed with a spirit of division, division, divination. Okay, watch this right here. And met them that brought her master, prophet from fortune telling. The all the people we'll talk about. Do not deal with anything with psychics. It is witchcraft. You're opening up your heart and your spirit to bondage. One thing i want to tell you about that man in Mark chapter five. Some kind of way he opened up a porthole of his life. For so all that stuff to come in to put him into bondage like that. And this is what happened with this girl. They were using her to do a psychic line at that time. There wasn't no line, but it was a psychic system they had right now. Watch this. And then, then the girl found Paul. Watch this. Then I said, the girl followed Paul and she cried out, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God who proclaim the way of salvation. Now she even had the nerve to mock them after she recognized their anointing. It wasn't Saul, it was Paul that she was after, who destroy them. Amen. Watch this. And then watch this. And then she said, Many days. Then Paul greatly was annoyed and turned aside and said, Come out of her in the name of Christ come out of her, and he came out of her that very hour, and when her master saw the hope of his prophet was gone, he seized Paul and Silas and dragged them to the marketplace, to the authorities, and they brought them into magistrates and said, these men, uh, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city, so they made charges against them, and then he teaches our cousin, which are lawful. Put it round the to observe. But now watch the multitude rolls up against them and the magistrate tore their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with many stripes. Now, many of us are being beaten with stripes or we are being persecuted. Stop over. Whatever the situation is, we're bearing a mark of Jesus Christ. Amen. The die with Christ is the gain. Amen. And then watch this. And he laid some stripes on them and threw them into the prison, commanded the jail, keep them secure. Now watch this. Your arms, you are never out of God's reach. Let me tell you right now, no matter where they put you at, they told me to put these men in maximum security. That nobody can reach them. They hell received such a charge, they put them in the inner part, into the hardest part, which is the inner part of the prison. They fastened their feet, added their socks, and at midnight hour, Paul and Saul, were praying and singing hymns to God in the prisoners, was listening to them. Oh, God hears them, even in the middle of a prison. Your, their hands are being chained down to the ground. Their feet are chained down. I'm pretty sure they got rats running over them. They got roaches running all over the place. They're probably, probably dirty and filthy, and they're sitting there praising God. Do we do that in the middle of a persecution, church? Well, that's what it said, Paul of the Solace, because they realized there was nothing else they could do. They had preached the gospel of Jesus commanded them to do. Now they were paying a price by being beaten and thrown into prison falsely for preaching Christ, who the one who set them in to preach in the first place. Then they were falsely charged and put them in them, and then all of a sudden they find themselves. Now, watch this. And Acts chapter 16, verse 4. Watch this right now. They were, God was, they were, and they were listening to them. The Acts is 16 and tw- 26, sorry, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everybody's chains were loose. For glory. You can be on the moon, you can be on Mars, and I know there's not life that we know of that's on there, but you can be in the farthest end of the galaxy, don't you know God will heed your praise? When you're praising him, your praises are never out of his reach. He inhabits our praise. And the Bible says, God hears the prayers of the righteous. And the prayers of the righteous are there of like, what? Much. Watch. Watch this right now. God sends an earthquake. He says, I'm going to show you how, how, how I'm in control. Then Paul called out with a loud voice said. Do not harm yourself. Because Watch what happened. The, the, the prison, let me go back to 27. The keeper of the prison, a from his sleep, seeing that the prison doors are open, was the presence that fled and drew a sword to kill himself. Now, remember that if any prisoner would escape in them days, you, the, the jailer was killed automatically right there on the spot. He was charged and he was killed right there. So he was going to take his own life. The Paul says, Do not harm yourself. Watch this. Paul out and said, Do not harm yourself. We are all here. We're not leaving, but the chains of our lives are broken. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. The chains of our lives are broken in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. The chains of our lives and our lives are broken, whatever it may be. God has shifted, He has set the earthquake to say the chains of our lives are broken now. Okay, watch this. Okay. Let me wrap this up right now. Let me see. I want to make sure I got to the last part right here. Okay. Okay, right. Okay. Paul put a lot of So then He went he to the line. He fell down and shut in before Paul and Silas. He brought them out and he says, sir, he will send us punish. He says, what must I do mm-hmm. to be saved? Mm-hmm. If you're to do this, amen. And the Bible what? said, He said, Believe in the name of Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Then he spoke these words, and the Lord said to them, All are here in your house. And they took them that hour that night, washed their stripes immediately. All his family, the Jewish family, was baptized. And when they had brought these men to the house, they fed them and they were just in a prison. <laughs> oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. And they believed in God and his household, and the jailer that day got saved. And when that day they to imagine, sit the Majesty sent the officer, said loose these men and let them go. Now watch this. And uh, and so uh, the uh, the keeper of the prison uh had a word said the Majesty to set these men free for these men set them and let them go their way in peace. So God set them free, but he said, oh, oh I need you and Solaris to go to jail to be inconvenienced so I to win a whole family over Christ that was being lost. Mm-hmm. So God put them in there, in the were jailer, and his whole family. So even though they were in there for one reason, God says, I'm a way maker and I'm a chain breaker. i break the I'll break the foundations and I'm going to make the jailer come to you and get saved. So then his whole household got saved that night because it was inconvenience to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Anybody know what I've about being inconvenient? Say amen. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here we are in that little series things. Right now, when you have preached the gospel, there is nothing else that you can do. Here's what you can do right now. Do what Paul of Paul, Paul did, Pray. And then worship him. And then number three, wait on him. Because when you say I'm waiting on you when I've done everything you told me to do, Lord, now I'm going to pray, I'm going to worship, and I'm going to wait on you. Because if this is is not by my, you know, Zachary said, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, said the Lord. I can't get free on my own, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. I'm going to be set free from this chain-breaking situation, whatever it is. God is going to break the chains because He know that He know that actually can, we cannot serve Him at, at Mount at what Watchers. He know we cannot serve Him. We cannot serve them as long as we had chains, but once he broke these chains, he could take us to Mount Sinai and worship them like he did Moses and them. He had to break the chains of Pharaoh. When he broke all those ten wives, they went and worship him on Mount Sinai. And they received the covenant that was the tabernacle of God. Amen. Okay, so what are we going to do? Once you have preached the gospel, you have paid a price. All day, All he was in jail. Even all night long, when he said when they took him out, they even Paul. And they healed, they, they, they mended their wounds, he healed them and gave him a new guard and clothes. <laughs> and they're done. And so when they, did, they, when they stood on out, they did everything, they did. knew the enemy was going to attack. So Paul said, hey, we'll be the okay? Paul and Silas, they prayed, they worshipped, and they waited. That big old mind. You're supposed to be terrified and fearful, and you're supposed to hide somewhere. Not the children of God. We will not be silent for our God. Amen. Now watch this right here. Okay, right, watch right there. The name Paul means humble and small. It means he was humbled by God when he knocked off that horse on the road to the masters. Y'all remember that? That's back there in Acts before he, he was Saul, now he was Paul. And the name Silas means three. That means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. That means three operating as one God. Amen. Father that's what Silas and Paul and Silas were evangelists. So one went one way went the, went the other way, and they were preaching the gospel from one end to the other. And God spread the gospel. The Bible said three thousand was added to that name. Here, here's what I want to that day, and everything, nothing was not available. Every need of the church was met. Amen. People sold what they had to give to the church. Then, now watch this. Here is why I want to give you some scriptures right now. We'll help you out right now. In Philippians 4:13, it says, I can do all the things through Christ which give me strength. So that tells you right there, your strength cannot save you. Because you're not the chain breaker. This is titled Jesus. Spirit, Jesus is the chain breaker of my life. Amen. Paul said, I boast in nothing but the Lord, of God Almighty Jesus Christ. I boast in nothing. Is not by my hand, it's by his hand. Amen. And watch this. In Romans Act 8, chapter 31 says, If God be for us, who can be against us. Let me tell you something. Your enemy is so small in God's eyes, there's not even a dot in his eyes. Amen. Did you see God rocked the foundations of, of Caesar, the most powerful man in the world? He said that little good to kill all the want to God said, I'm gonna send a message set my people free. Amen. So he is, you know, like, you know, say, let my people go. Amen. So those who are telling the jailer, let Silas and Paul go. Before I come down the strongest land, let Paul Silas go. Tell
1: old Pharaoh, let that jailer
0: let him, know. Let him know. Watch this. And says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can stand against the power of God? Ask that Pharaoh that is in the Egyptian museum right now and in, in right now in Egypt. He's laying up there, just to the second. He led up there, it up. Still looking up saying Moses God is God, even in your mummy right now. He's looking at how he saw that flood, when he saw the red sea come back together and killed in his army, he knew that that God was really God. The command of all this, this can't be happening by by my hand. But I say again, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit said Lord. The last one I got right here. In Romans 8 chapter 37, the same one you read, if you go through verses now, you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You're a church, today. Amen. You're going to conquer this thing through Christ, Jesus. Amen. I have am a You are conquer, And Jesus is the chain breaker. What are you going to add to that, church?
8: Well, we just got to keep holding on. And we like, we got to hold on. We got to hold on. I remember this old lady that always says, you're holding on. And, and I remember there was this one. that was talk about that. But we have to hold God's hand because this world is going to stay we are just starting our year and just enjoying ourselves and going mm-hmm. to coronavirus. Going mm-hmm. yeah. all this unresting about these police things, and, and doing something else, after another patient put it right here in our middle town. And I'm not middle town, but I'm still in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We don't know at all what's around the corner. We do not know. We're thinking one thing and it could be something completely different, but we know who knows. we got to believe God and we got to trust Him right now. We've got to hold on to him, and you, you can't be afraid to fight with every piece of equipment uh, that God gives us. And I, I've said this before, and I know you guys behind me, so I have in the money They give you a bunch of equipment. You can get a shovel, a rifle, a, a, a you know, canteen, a helmet, a very vest, all these different things. And it would be funny if somebody around the said, well, I'll take the helmet, but I'll leave the green few I'll take the rifle, but I don't want the boots. I'm taking every tool that I have at my disposal as a believer. As a believer, what oh, is Jesus? He's given us his faith. He said we use all his words. He's given us power and authority in his name. He's given have the blood. We have the Holy Spirit. We can claim the Holy Spirit. And you do not really know. You're still going to have the most saint. You're going to say probably everybody that I think I know of. But what a wonderful weapon. And what a very wonderful tool. But to do, to use, I used to, I don't do it as much as I'm used to, but I used to get up and pray my of in tongues, a day, anyway, I, I don't have as much time because that's when I was an
0: orphan, but we know that we have to keep going before. Amen. And when you pray in tongues, when you speak in tongues, I don't know if some of you do that, in our church we do that, when you, you pray you, what you're doing, that's language, prayer, worshiping God, we, and the devil did not understand that language, so he can't interpret that, what you're saying. But what you're saying is, Lord, I yield myself to you. Lord, I hold myself to you. He doesn't understand that. See, let me tell you a little story quickly. I'm going to make it quick and short. One of the things that happened in World War II, I wasn't alive at that time, probably you wasn't, in the Pacific, when they were losing the war to Japan at that time, one of the things that happened was that The Japanese kept breaking the code in the in the Pacific Fleet knowing where they were before they bombed World Harbor. They had a good breaking code because they were in certain islands solid the And at certain islands they kept breaking the code so the U.S. Navy couldn't figure out what was going on. How did they know our ships and our brigades and all our military were at? And they would start the war attacking them at that moment. It took a long time before we would, but at this time we were losing. But let me tell you what happened. One of the radio experts had decided they were breaking our code some kind of way. So what they had decided to do, they had, they had a relate The U.S. Army had a relationship with some of those Navajo Indians tribes in the valleys down in Nevada and in California. They lived down in the valleys, so they they, they had called some of the Navajo chiefs. And they start speaking languages that the Japanese couldn't interpret. They couldn't they could break the English code, but when they start speaking in a Navajo language, they couldn't, break, they couldn't figure out what was going on, and then the tide of a war turned. Because they couldn't interpret, they couldn't break the code. Because that Navajo, the only way you can break those Navajo codes, you have to understand the Navajo language. They didn't understand that language at all. And the U.S. military intelligence knew that.
8: And I'll even add something. I'm going to go as far to say this because if the enemy can't um, break into tongues and understand, I'm just going to go as far as to say this is not, it's not in the Bible, but it makes sense. That any kind of mind control, any kind of anything's in even and planted, that when you find a child, it messes up their mind. They can't even, it messes them up. What does it say? It's like, I do the book they have, I don't know code book, I don't know what to do. Because they're changed. You have desert, dismantled their, uh, right. at their tongue at that very time. And you're right. being, being blessed. You're being blessed. You're dipping into the Spirit of God and pouring into your spirit. And you're filling up. You've gotten your head all over. And we're not, say, you know, like that, but, um, you not going to spend time on that, but if you have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit, come and talk to, to Pastor Millicent about it. Or, you know, we'd we'll rather talk about it. We were both baptized in different places before times. And it's just a tune I mean, when it first happened to me. The first time it was completely involuntary. My tongue just started to make the noise, and now I was like, that I got like, even?" Because I was like, "What's that?" But now it's somewhat more like it's not as, as involuntary. It's more that I know what I'm gonna
0: do on something when it's written and just start speaking. Mm-hmm. One thing about speaking the tongue it messes the devil up. It makes yeah. it, it puts me in you. You know, with the with the is a book said, "Trouble your troubles, it troubles them, instead of troubling you." Because what it does, it, it throws him off. Because the Bible says that there are familiar spirits roaming the earth, know your in your ways, your ins and outs. But when you speak in tongues, he don't know what you're saying to God. So he can't figure out how to throw you off because you're messing and up like disarming him in the spiritual realm. Amen. No way before I get you your cross. That's why Jesus messed him up. So when he got to the, you know, when he got into the first day 49 fast, he knew Satan was coming. So when he came, he was to surprise. Jesus said, where you been? I've been waiting on you. I'm here. I'm fasting. Well, come on. Bring your He brought for bed. The Bible said you got wore out. So we should never fear anything, not even the devil himself. Because when you give him that word, you start speaking in tongues. When he knows you got that power, he recognized that in the morning, like he did on Jesus, the Holy One in Israel. When he sees you filled with the Holy Spirit, like Paul, when he told him, cast that spirit out of the globe, it was doing uh, uh, with psychic readings and all that stuff, before prophets. He, when he cast that out, they messed up the devil. That's why he got mad and sent them in prison. But even when he sent the devil was, he stirred the power against them and sent them in there, God had them being blessed after put in there falsely.
8: <laughs> so no one formed against you or prosper. Amen. You know, the devil did know his best at you. Don't you know what the devil means? you your bad. God work
0: working out for you. Amen. He said, well, I'm a chain breaker. And then we also say I oh, need a way maker. So it can seem like it's no way in our lives. But God, says, I'm the, that's why they call me the Alpha and the Omega. I know everything is going to take place in your life through all the years, the breaths, the years, the days, the hours about you that you don't even know about me. Amen. That's why we call him. You be sure. Amen. Because he knows everything. He knows everything.
8: How many strings I had on your head, how many breaths, how many hours you sleep? He know how many days
0: you can get up and you're in a good mood back. He knows everything about you because he makes it his business to know. And because he loves you. Amen.
8: Jesus is a chain breaker. Go ahead and I'm done. That's all I'm done. Thank you. Um, you just, um, just, uh, whatever, whatever. We just so appreciate your presence. You're all
0: part of us. We uh, do appreciate you. And uh, thank you, thank you. Amen. Thank you for having us, Dr. Mills of We appreciate you, Minister and Pastor Nelson of We thank you to everybody participating in this. God bless you. And let him break every chain. Amen. God bless you. Thank you, honey, for
4: a great job. Amen. Amen. Amen.
3: Amen. 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 Thank you, Minister Pam and Pastor Terrence, for your inspiring message about the importance of the Holy Spirit and how the Spirit intervenes in our daily lives, especially through the Word of God. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song, which will be followed by the invitation to discipleship.
1: Small. It's all The good, bad, the ugly, be The times of victory and when I fall I'm so grateful that I'm standing tall I thank you for my tears The pain helped me overcome my fears You've been good to me down throughout the years It's a miracle that I'm still standing here. All that I am is God.
3: Amen, amen. We thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the internet. We especially thank you for sticking with us as we face this interference on the call today. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. The Bible reveals that God has a plan for every life and that if we live in constant fellowship with him, he will direct and lead us in the fulfillment of this plan. You cannot know the will of God for your life unless you first come to the cross. Confess that you are a sinner and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you do come to him, you begin a whole new life. A life lived, not for yourself, but for Christ. From that moment on, God wants to show you his will. Whatever decisions you face today, commit them to God and ask him to guide you. And he will. If you would like to ask Jesus into your life today, please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I know I am a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be. And I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from Storm Church or a Bible based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. If you have questions or request prayer or you want suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible, you may email us at refugefromstorm at alcom. We urge you to read a daily devotional to get the most inspiration from the Holy Spirit. During your Bible reading. Here are some suggestions for devotionals that are free online. Our own Refuge from Storm newsletter published weekly. To receive it, to get on the email list, just send an email to refuge from storm at al.com. Other devotionals that are free are our dailybread.org, intouch.org gracefox.com, or pastorrick.org. To have free print devotionals sent to your residents, go to either ourdailybread.org or intouch.org. And that's Dr. Charles Stanley. For purchase in print or by email, I recommend upperroom.org especially for beginners in the word thank you now let us listen to our closing praise and worship song it will be followed by final remarks and a benediction which our pastor Reverend Wilson black will offer today
1: hallelujah hallelujah glory to the Lord can y'all just put your hands together like we down south go to church? I feel like having old church today. Come on. Come on. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the, name of Jesus, In the name of Jesus, We have. We have. That's all Jesus, to Tell me, tell me, tell me Tell me, who me We have the Come on, everybody. In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The on you. In the name of Jesus, on, say. in the name of Jesus, we have the we have victory. Put your hands on it. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Sing it out.
7: Amen. I pray that that song lifted your spirits and made you clap your hand or pat your feet in the name of Jesus. We have the victory. Pastor Terrence and and Pastor Pamela, thank you so much for bringing us the word this afternoon. It is indeed important that we know of God that is available to us, and that we avail ourselves to it, uh, to Him, to Him, the third power, the third person of this of the Trinity, and He's actually the one with the power. We must have the Holy Spirit. At uh, I want to. I want to uh, add to. I'm gonna just for another minute. Okay. I, I want to uh, add to what Sister Loretta was saying during her during the altar prayer, uh, as she prayed for those who might become depressed, despondent, and hopeless in this journey of a targeted individual. Um, asking that we would begin to, if you aren't already, begin to pray on a daily basis for the for those of us who are targeted, who live that life of suffering at the hands of government-developed technology, also called electronic harassment and neural warfare. As we mourn the death of yet another t- uh, another targeted individual from our community that I got word of earlier this week. Uh, Actually, she left us in the middle of May and I just learned of it. Uh, So we do want to hold each other up in prayer. Many, I spoke with a young man today who's 40 years old and he's just beside himself with the frustration and the anguish of being assaulted in a neural way uh, day and night. I know I heard from a mother of a young man in his 20s that lives in Texas, and that young man has gone through so much in the last five years that I know of. And um, the perpetrators are just viciously cruel to that young man because he tries to be a Christian. He's determined. Let me say that. He's determined to be a Christian and live according to the word. Last week, I talked with a young lady in her 30s, and, and she is separated from her children as a result of this insanity. And, and yet, they don't know what they're going to do. They have to live until the age of retirement. And how can they live, especially as their relationships with their parents and others are hindered and and many of them cannot have the kind of relationships that lead to marriage how will they live so we really need to cry out to god on behalf of these young people and ask them to intervene in this world system that wants to destroy humanity and allow our allow all of us actually to have hope once again, the kind that comes from having a normal life or a God-given, let's say that, a God-given life. Because anything we have that man can control is not, is not going to be normal. But any man who wants to control what God has created is not normal. So we want to ask God for the God-given life, the God-intended life. What he expected that we would have when he had, had us on his mind and before we were formed in our mother's womb. I want to invite you all again, uh, as this Sister Gloria, at the beginning of the service to our, uh, our week. Our church week starts up again on Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings is our early morning prayer. We are praying on, on a round for every state and for many organizations and, um, and activities. We are uh, back on next Wednesday night for our Bible study. We are studying from the book Overcomer. As we learn how to overcome the situations and the circumstances that are coming at us in our lives. And back next Saturday afternoon, we will have a regular church service. That's at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Bible study is at 8 Eastern Time. You're all invited. I want to certainly thank our ministry team for the great job that you do every time we meet. I thank you for your dedication. I thank you for your commitment to Christ and to this church and to the services. I thank you so much for standing with me as we battle through this time in which we're living. I pray God's blessing on you and the power of the blood to be over you and keep you safe. As we end in prayer, prayer. I want to give you the encouragement that comes from the book of Jude as we pray. And once the prayer is ended, the benediction is given Uh, We will come right back and go into our time of prayer. If you are one that needs prayer, stay on the call. And prayerfully, pastors uh, Terrence and Pamela can stay with us and pray for you. If not, I'll be here. And we will see that your prayer needs are met. We also want to thank you. If there are any who prayed the prayer to accept Jesus as your personal Savior. Uh, we certainly want you to stay on the call and talk with us uh, about what the decision is that you have made and, and let us pray with you about any of your prayer concerns. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for how sweet and how wonderful you are to us. God, we join with the songwriter who wrote the song, Go God, so many years ago. He's sweet, I know. He's Sweet, I know, storm clouds may rise, strong winds may blow. I'll tell the world wherever I go that I have found a Savior, and he's sweet, I know. We thank you, God, for the word that we've heard. We pray such rich blessings, oh God, upon the pastors that have brought us the word from the living God. We pray, God, that you will continuously, oh God, grant them favor, enrich their lives, oh God. Cause everything that they set their hands to the cross to cry, so bless their ministry. Father God, treat them as you did. OJ. but Lord, enlarge their territory, enlarge the tent, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray for all of the, those that are on the call this evening, whatever their needs may be. We ask you, o God, to, to meet them. We ask you, God, to bless their families and their neighbors. Oh God, protect and keep them safe in your care is our prayer. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and forever. Amen.
1: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
7: Laundry? Ooh, a book club.
4: Computer solitaire,
1: huh? Ah.